Okay, so we are doing episode number seven today. Um, today we actually have, as usual, too much to talk about to be able to, and that was almost like an, a, a Canadian about. <laughs> uh, we have too much to talk about today to be able to go through all of it. We have uh, dozens of direct questions um, the guys want answered, and then I also have things on my mind that I want to talk about. So, um, yeah, we are going to talk about quite a lot. Uh, I am really excited about um, the course that I'm putting together, though. It's, I believe this is going to be the most advanced self-development course ever created in the history of self-development. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, we are going to go into depth about a complete holistic approach to life as a man. So this is not going to be just about how to attract women or just about how to make money or, you know, whatever. Um, even though all of my uh, business mentors over the years have always told me to uh, just pick the one thing that you help people with. It's just one problem and one, you know, unique mechanism and one result and one this and one that, right? And I'm sure that's good. I'm sure that's... I mean, it, it really does seem to be the best way to sell something. But I genuinely don't care about what's the best way to sell something anymore. Um, so I don't have to follow that shit. I just care about what is... How can I be really, really of service? How can I actually just serve people by putting this thing together? So it's just going to be the best stuff that I know when it comes to, yeah, a holistic approach to masculinity and masculine power. How to, on the one hand, literally train your ego. So your ego becomes more brave, more loving, more accepting, more mature, and more wise. So we're literally training your self, self with lowercase s, right? You're going to see the exact stages that your masculinity goes through. And I'm going to help you see what stage you're in and exactly how to be in this stage if you have time left. I will show you how to know if you have time left as well. And if you do, how to do that in the healthiest way possible. And then when it's time to move to the next stage, I will show you how to recognize when you when it is time. Then how do you make that exit in the healthiest way possible? And how do you go into the next stage? And how do you master the next stage in the healthiest way possible? And so on and so forth. Um, all the way up through all the different stages of masculinity. Um, then I'm going to explain exactly how your social intelligence moves through similar stages as well. And how you move through the stages. Um, I'm going to show you uh, everything you need to know in terms of social skills. Um, but from a very spiritual and holistic perspective. right? So it's not for the sake of banging more girls or making more sales, even though obviously you could use it for that, but I really recommend you don't because it's not going to lead to a very good outcome 
eventually. Um, instead, you use them in a spiritual way, and then you meet women and make money and make friends and network with people and all these sort of things automatically. You will still do that, right? But if you don't obsess over it, you can use this as a path to happiness, right? Then we're going to talk about a lot of spirituality, non-duality, God-realization, um, and we're going to talk about health, we're going to talk about wealth, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be pretty fucking fantastic. Hold on while I take a sip of my black coffee. Yeah, I'm back on coffee, by the way, for anyone. Wondering, it was nice to take a break from the coffee. Um, it was interesting to not have cravings for coffee anymore. Very, very fascinating, because I, I've been drinking basically five to ten cups of coffee for the last ten years, pretty much. With a short break, once, in 2016. But... Other than that, nothing. So my caffeine addiction was very, very intense. Um, but surprisingly, um, it wasn't that hard to quit. So I didn't drink coffee for multiple weeks. Had no cravings, none whatsoever. It was very interesting to watch how freeing it was. Because <laughs> you could really sense that, oh, it's like, it's like you got out of a mental prison. So that was really good. But other than that, there were no benefits for me personally, right? So I stopped because a lot of people talk about, you know, like once you quit coffee, the benefits are amazing. You feel so good. Um, not for me. I like life with coffee. Um, I also just, you know, I guess it's the, it's the dopamine kick that happens, right? So I get more creative. Um, I my I write better. I enjoy writing better, um, and all those sort of things. So I'm back on coffee, and it feels good. I'm enjoying it. So I hope everyone had a good Christmas, and that you will all have a good. And happy new year. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about this real quick before we get into the questions. I actually wrote a post about it in the group yesterday. But I wanted to, to touch on it real quick as well. Um, there are a lot of people that go, ah, oh, shit, 2021 got to be different, man. Uh, yeah, we were finally done with 2020. Let's make 2021 a better year. First of all, of all dickhead. Um, coronavirus doesn't care what year it is, right? Now, I'm not saying astrology is not real, um, although I've been very against it my entire life, but I've actually been, people have been changing my mind on it, because it's actually apparently based in, like, legit mathematics and shit, um, and I've been exploring it a bit, and it really does seem to be something to it, right? Although, probably not the way that your average fucking basic white girl on Instagram is like, oh, he's a fucking, I don't know, Aquarius with seven moons in the Jupiter box, fucking whatever, right? Um, that's probably dumb as shit, right? But it seems to be some legit stuff about astrology. Um, but in any case, I doubt coronavirus cares that you're in the fifth moon of the third house on the fucking prairie, right? It's, it's, you know, it just doesn't give a fuck. Um, unless you pull up a fucking human design chart of the coronavirus. But I doubt that works. Right? You fucking hippies. <laughs> um, so, first of all, with all this shit, oh, it better be, uh, we're finally done with 2020. I don't think coronavirus is done with humanity just because the 2020 year is over. Right? Um, I'm not going to go into discussing coronavirus specifically, right? But my point is this. (sighs) 
everyone is getting attached to this hope that no more lockdown, we're going to get back to normal, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, blah, 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 right? First of all, motherfuckers, normal, everyone keeps talking about back to normal, normal, normal is a goddamn illusion. Normal is a label, it's an illusionary label that the human mind created. Do you know what was normal 300 years ago? Exactly. Normal 300 years ago was you get the flu and you die. I'm not sure if that sounds familiar to anyone, right? Maybe that rings a bell, something similar. So you get corona, uh, you get the flu and you die, right? And no one's complaining about the government is crazy, all fucking hoax about all shit. You just fucking die, right? Uh, not saying it's not a hoax, but <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> I'm all right, whatever. Also, there were wars all over the fucking place, right? Um, I haven't seen st statistics on rape. But it was probably not all that good. <laughs> right. Um, you wanted to go see family that lived on another continent 300 years ago? Guess what? It didn't happen because you didn't know that you had any. 300 years ago, you had no cars. You had no planes. You had no trains. Like, dude. <laughs> You had a fucking horse. <laughs> um, what we're having right now in lockdown is better than people have ever lived in history, right? It's just that the human mind gets so attached to things. That we go, no, but this is normal. This is the way it should be. I should just be able to go to the grocery store and buy ready-made food because that's how food shows up, right? Uh, it's stupid. Back in the day, France or some country would come and be like, yeah, we're going to take over this shit, right? And now we were all dead, right? <laughs> yeah, now I, now I complain. I have to be in lockdown. It's like, can we please lock this shit down and try to save our asses? Um, and again, I'm not talking about whether this is, you know, conspiracy stuff, if there's like a secret takeover, you know, whatever it may, may be. I'm also not saying I believe that. I'm just saying this is about a different conversation. Right. The solution here, my friends, is to learn to find your true nature, which is existence, consciousness, and pure bliss itself. But we're not going to talk too much about that today, I don't think. Um, but, you know, it's really about looking inwards, look inwards, close your fucking eyes and find that pure bliss that you are, not that you have, you don't have bliss, you are bliss itself, you are consciousness itself, you are existence itself, and, uh, you know, you can sit in a room, well, like I mean, you can even stay in fucking prison for 15 years and feel that bliss that you are, right? The solution here is not to get attached to the hope of oh, things are going to change and you're just waiting for things to change. The solution is to no matter what the outside circumstances, we master our internal world. Which is, you know, what I used to call the first purpose of the, the mask, of, of the masculine purpose, right? So the masculine purpose comes in three stages. The first stage is to master, master your internal world. And that's, we, 
no matter what happens on the outside, right? No matter where you're born, no matter when you're born, you can still master this, right? And then, after you've done this, it's time to get fucking creative. Even in these times, unless it's, I don't know, some countries might have super crazy hard restrictions. Um, but I'm putting together something with a lot of my friends around Europe. Um, and we have found a couple of places in Europe where if you just do a negative test, they will let you into the country. And I'm renting an Airbnb and putting together a little mini retreat for me and my friends. Probably 15 to 20 people renting a, a massive fucking house on Airbnb. And, um, we'll be basically having fun, networking, partying, doing some spirituality, workshopping, and um, just enjoying ourselves for a week, right? Um, and after that, at least if you're an introvert like me, you won't need to, to socialize really for multiple weeks. If you're an extrovert, maybe it's a little bit different. Um, but like after four or five days of just being around people around the clock, you're pretty good, right? And then you can wait a while, a little bit again, and then you can do it again, right? And if, if you're broke or whatever, you can still make this happen. You just don't, you don't have to pick like a, a mansion in, in fucking Spain and fly in all your friends. What you can do, I'm not flying them in actually, right? And it's not going to be a massive mansion either for, for that, for that, for, you know, for that matter. But I'm just ma making point like, you don't have to make money. Right, you can just uh, take all of your friends that live in just in your country and go. Hey, should we all just get together and rent a cabin in the middle of the the fucking forest? Like that will be cheap as fuck right now. Uh, just a little cabin, and then you all bring fucking sleeping bags and shit, and alcohol, and food, and whatever other substances you may enjoy consuming. Right recreationally and then go and have fucking fun for four days you can do that once a month it's not expensive um you don't have to like just live life as normal just go okay what are some creative ways of getting this shit happening and you do that like once a month, and every month you try to bring some more people, and eventually word is going to spread. And now you're fucking putting together speakeasies through Airbnb in the forest. It's fucking, you know, you can rave all night. It's all good. Gotta be creative, man. You can't just sit there and just wait for things to be back to normal. What if it never goes back to normal? What if this is normal now, right? Stop. Placing your happiness in in the fucking future. Make it happen right now. So that's one thing, right? That I really wanted to get off my chest. Um, I went a little bit of a rant about this fake spirituality shit. But I don't think we're going to go there right now. Um... So we'll go back to the questions. Question, question, question. Here we go. Tons of questions. Holy shit. All right. Uh, so, Rafi says, Lebanese guys typically have great ideas. That is actually true. And then he thinks I was joking. But, yeah. It's legit true. Um, in uh, Sweden, my, uh, you know, I have like, three friends or so that I would call like legitimate like these are like my my brothers right and one of those guys is Lebanese uh, and then out of my clients two of my the best sort of clients that I've ever had are all also Lebanese and one of my favorite authors slash philosophers 
is also Lebanese. Uh, and <laughs> one of the hottest women I have ever been with. She's also Lebanese. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go and visit Rafi as soon as I can. Uh, okay, so Omar, also Lebanese, right? Who is also a client to be. So, maybe he'll add the Lebanese count, <laughs> the Lebo count on my best clients list. Uh, here we go. Been having this thought on my mind for a few days. Going through a journey like unplugging from validation for me is currently being driven by validation. I mean, the biggest reason I want to unplug from validation is because I know that once I do, I'll get validation. It's quite paradoxical. I don't really know the answer to it. Intuitively, I feel like the why behind it will change as I go through the process, but, but I would love to hear your thoughts on it right um i gave him a quick reply so i'll just read my reply again as well uh yeah that's fine it's like people being motivated to pursue enlightenment because it'll provide pleasure may not be the perfect motivation but it's fine as long as it gets you on the path the rest will be calibrated eventually right uh, justin added a comment so I'll just read that one as well. So Justin says, I would say our ultimate goal in an endeavor is to increase well-being and happiness. Despite the specificness, you get there, uh, reflect and experience yourself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, correct, right? So um, I'll just lead in with Justin's comment on this. Yeah, so eventually we do things because it will make us feel better, right? And this is, this is something that we all know in society, but it's something we need to reflect on a lot more than we actually are. Because when you fully understand this, this is actually one of the keys to really learning to unplug from validation. And one of the keys to stop living life in order to impress people and start living life the way that you want to live it, right? So everything we do, we do because we believe it will get us pleasure or move us away from pain. We always believe there is some form of a benefit to our behavior, right? That's it, always. We always think there's some form of a benefit to this behavior. So no matter how dumb and irrational the behavior is, in some form our ego has created the myth that it's going to be good for us. Here's the thing, though. Your mind, and I saw, some of you guys have started psychology, so now you think, oh, but I, I have actually learned what actually creates happiness. No. Your mind does not know what creates real happiness, right? Um, it creates this surface-level mythology in terms of what creates happiness for you when you think it's different from someone else. It's not. Real happiness, pure happiness, pure bliss is when you have the realization of your true nature, which is God, right? Full God realization. And you sit there in absolute pure bliss and yourself dissolves, right? Then you can come back and you can have a conversation the way that I'm having a conversation right now. Um, because I'm obviously not in that state. If you go back and listen to the last podcast, if you didn't, I had... A brief moment where I actually accidentally went into that state. Uh, which is kind of interesting for people to listen to. But here's the deal. We do everything in order to get validation. But, uh, sorry, in order to get happiness. But almost everything we do is creating fleeting happiness. Right? It's not real shit. Because we think happiness is something as separate from our true nature, but it's not, right? It's just that the ego, the mind, is so busy doing what the mind does that it creates this idea that happiness is on the, on the outside. Happiness really, truly is on the inside, but it's not something that 
you feel and just bubbles up within you. It's that you are actual bliss itself. Uh, but the mind creates so many ideas. Like your mind, when you're listening to this, if you have not experienced what I'm talking about, no matter what you're thinking right now, that's not it. Right? Let's just be very clear. It's your Your mind cannot understand this. You are something that is not your mind. So you can actually observe your mouth. <laughs> oh, it's, it's difficult to talk about, <laughs> about this but when you've experienced it because it's so funny. Um, but your mind cannot talk about this. This thing that you are can observe your mind. And then... What you can do after you start observing your mind is that you can turn that attention inwards, right? So it's almost like a camera that's filming itself. It's, it's just, that's filming backwards, right? That's filming into the lens instead of out of the lens, right? It's, it's hard to explain, right? And that's not the point of this podcast, but I, I want to finish this thought that Justin began. So. We're doing all these things, and as we grow and mature, we start creating more and more uh, sophisticated, higher-level perspectives, right, on what we think is going to be beneficial, what makes us feel good, right? And that's how we move up in the world, right? Um, and this is how you actually train your ego to be better, right? You're raising your ego, right? It's, this is going to be huge in the upcoming product, obviously. But for for a great breakdown of this, go study spiral dynamics, right? It it explains how you raise your ego. So um, when you're very immature, you think that you know you're gonna find happiness by just having uh, a power and dominating people and being intimidating, and you know you just take things with force, right? Uh, which is a very immature way of thinking, and that creates a lot of suffering, not only for other people but for you as well, right? And then you evolve and you evolve and you evolve and you evolve. And eventually your mind starts understanding more and more that if you want to create happiness in this worldly, material kind of world, uh, this dualistic world, uh, the real way to do that is really by taking care of others. That's the, that's the real sort of uh, happiness in this world is meaningful work and meaningful relationships. And truly meaningful work is actually uh, some form of, of charity or, or volunteering type work, right? So what I'm doing in my business is that the vast majority of my uh, revenue is being spent on people in need. So I do work a lot and I do work for money, but... I'm essentially almost running a non-profit, right? Uh, although I'm not officially running a non-profit, right? So it's not a claim that I'm making. So if you're a lawyer, don't freak out. That's not what I'm saying. Don't sue me, right? Because uh, I do still spend money on me, and I don't have an obligation to give the money away. I just decided to do it as if it was a non-profit. Although I am actually considering changing the entire, like changing everything into an actual international non-profit organization but i'm not sure how to do that so i need to speak to some lawyers and all that kind of stuff right anyway that that stuff makes you feel a lot better right really taking care of others now so we had a little bit of a of a donation thing going on in the group where we uh, we found a family in indonesia that's just doing really really poorly right now because there's no tourism in, in Indonesia because of COVID. And so they're basically, him and his family are basically starving. So we raised, uh, I donated about, what did I donate? 250 or 300 euro, I think. Yeah, some, something along those lines. And then we had another 20 guys or something like that that donated as well. So in total, we made it to 700 euro for this family, <clears throat> which is living expenses for about five months for him. So he's literally saved 
and that includes some fucking Christmas gifts and shit for his for his kids as well, right? And that felt better than a couple of weeks before when I had actually <laughs> Rafi, who you know the whole Lebanese rant started going about. Uh, he texted me about if I could help a couple of his friends, and I said, well, $250, and we'll do like a, a life planning strategy kind of uh, uh, call. Um, so I, don't know, I went off like three hours or something, and that was great. I loved that call because I got to help these guys, right? But what felt a lot better was taking that money and donating it to this family in Indonesia, right? That felt a lot better. Um, I was also for Christmas, <laughs> my uh, my grandparents, they gave me like $50, right? Uh, they're like, we don't know what, what, what to buy you. I'm like, don't buy me anything. They're like, no, but we, we need to get you something. So here's 50 bucks, right? Do what you want with it. Um, so I took it and I uh, bought food for a homeless person standing outside a supermarket yesterday. That felt a lot better than me going and spending it on myself, right? It really does create a different kind of happiness. It's cre- I'm, I'm still tossing up whether I should talk too much about, you know, science and everything right but basically when you when you spend money or you work or whatever literally truly for someone else what happens in your brain is your brain starts releasing serotonin and oxytocin when you buy shit for yourself it releases dopamine it's a different thing um and i've mentioned dopamine so many times lately that i'm not going to go into the details go check out the older podcasts where I mentioned this, but basically dopamine creates this desire to get something. You actually want to get to the future. It's a, people think dopamine feels really good, but it actually doesn't. It just makes you really want to get to the next steps. It gets you super excited. It makes you feel good about the prospect of the future, right? And that's why it fires you up. That's sort of what dopamine does. It's like a strange reward tool, right? Um, so when you you get things right, it's it's like your mind, your ego feels like it just added more things to itself, and now the future will be even better. Super simplistic, dumb way of explaining it, but that's essentially it. Whereas serotonin and oxytocin is a feeling of connection to other humans, and it's a calm, serene, loving kind of emotion, and that's deeper lasting not necessarily super lasting because this is all uh, impermanence right the only permanent uh, thing is your own true nature uh, but this stuff is a lot more permanent right so that's why the ego as as it or you grow not your true nature but you with lowercase you why um grow more and more wise you start understanding that it's about the volunteering the charity the philanthropy that's the stuff that creates a somewhat true happiness, right? Although not the actual true happiness. True with capital T, happiness with capital H, like in the absolute sense of the word, the words. Uh, that's just finding your own true nature. Realizing you are God. That's the only thing that's actually permanent. But for the impermanent, this is a better way of doing it. So. Okay, so I'm trying to unplug from validation so that I can get validation. Cool, because it's getting you motivated to break the addiction to getting validation. So once you start getting the validation, you're actually not too addicted to it anymore. And you can actually deal with it. You can handle it, right? Um, Because I still feel somewhat good sometimes when I get validation. It's, it, it takes a lot more for it to, to hit me. Um, but the other day I was at the gym and I was just getting a lot of attention, right, from various girls. There were, um, for, for whatever reason, it was a lot more girls in the gym than normal. And they were a lot more attractive than normal, which is, you know, 
<laughs> this is like the the trendy gym in Sweden. <laughs> so when they're a lot more attractive than normal, it's just like like bunch of legit fitness models, right? And so I was getting a lot of attention, and I could really I I I I noticed my ego definitely getting kind of excited about it, right? Um. The cool thing though is that once you start watching your ego, it's like your ego is like, nah, stop, don't, don't. It's not fun when you're watching, man. <laughs> right? It's like the ego gets shy, right? Like a little kid. Um, so you just pay attention to it, then it sort of goes away a little bit. Um, but then if it's something you really enjoy, like getting validation from super hot chicks, the second you stop paying attention, it's going to get, get all excited and start trying to create an identity around it again, and you have to look at it. And then eventually stops, right? Imagine a kid uh, trying to get into like uh, a, a kid like making fun of his younger sister or some shit, and he thinks it's all funny. And then dad comes in and gives him a stern look, and it's like, um, okay, right? Now it just gets fucking awkward, right? Um, it's kind of like that, right? You just all you have to do is just look at it, pay attention to it, and it goes away, right? But that's it. I still do from certain events i can still feel a little bit of that validation uh, enjoyment um but that's okay like i'm just i'm i'm still i am still a human right the ego the pierre's ego mind is still human and part of being human is you're very aware of your status in the hierarchy and you know survival and replication things and all this kind of crap right all, all you do when that pops up, you just put a ton of attention to it, on it, and just become hyper aware, in a loving way, but stern, and then it sort of dissipates. Um, but, if this, if what drives you is like, I'm gonna unplug so that I can get the actual validation, that's fine. Whatever gets you fucking going. Because the way, because it's still okay to want it. It's okay to want it. It's 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 not that wanting validation is wrong. It's just that when your communication is polluted with this constant secret embedding of values so that you can get people's validation, then it's then, then you're actually creating a disturbance in the communication like in the signal between two people and you just cannot get a pure connection to the other person that it, it is impossible you're not getting a soul connection right now you then you you just stop seeking validation and then you get it and it feels good that's okay right now, there's another level where you learn to disconnect from this as well, um, which, you know, is, is deeper. But you don't have to take it that far. Like, if, if you unplug from validation so that you can get from validation, so that you can get validation and that feels really good, that's completely fine, right? It, you don't have to take it so far that it becomes this religion, almost, where it's like, validation is bad that's not what we're saying because that's just another judgment right um what what we're trying to get away from is perception management right where you are just adding little things about yourself you're changing little truths you're steering the conversation a certain way just so that you can talk about your cool career or you know, like, you know, like pickup guys or like uh, they had like the one hot girlfriend one time. So they want every conversation with a girlfriend to be about, you know, how she they had a hot girlfriend and she was still kind of jealous and insecure because she was afraid you would lose her. Right. Um, in other words, she had a lot of trauma. You were a dominant cunt. Right. But that's not what's what you're trying to communicate. You're trying to communicate how fucking awesome you were. Like you're fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Um. That kind of crap, that's what we want to get out of your system. Why? Not because it's wrong, but because 
you 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 ruin the actual connection and you might say oh bobby didn't love even though yeah sure be we're not talking about that you can create a different completely different kind of connection to a human when you let go of all of that kind of stuff and when you do let go of all that kind of stuff and you still do get their validation right and that feels really good that's awesome because then your mind goes Oh, people really love me for who I am, even if I don't try at all. This creates a completely different level of self-love and self-acceptance and self-esteem than you have ever experienced in your entire fucking life. And it becomes a gateway to deep spiritual awakening. Super powerful, right? And then you go and enjoy the validation for a while. I did. It was great. But then after after a while in this stage, you go, okay, now let's let's stop, you know, doing the, even this for for validation. And you go, so you let go of that, right? And then you get to the next stage where you start. It's almost like you feel self-validation, right? Where you go, holy shit, people are giving me validation and I don't even, even like, it, it's just like I'm completely neutral to it wow this is awesome and you start almost like giving yourself validation for it um and then you have to let go of that stage right and then after you go from that stage that's when you start going into legit fucking yoda jedi level fucking uh, stages of social intelligence and sexuality and all these sort of things right um so my point is, it's completely okay. It's completely okay to do it for the sake of validation. In fact, I don't know how else you would be motivated. Right? When you're a young dude, what is, what is going to motivate you? Well, it's really pussy. Pussy, pussy, pussy. All day long. Is there anything else that's on your mind? genuinely than pussy <laughs> right <laughs> when you're a young dude um you know there might be some little bit of a break every now and then uh, if you're a very spiritual guy and you can actually have some uh, some deep spiritual insights kind of thing uh but very quickly after that even your ego will go, oh, shit, this is going to help me get pussy. Like, I'm going to be able to teach people. Girls are going to think I'm cool. You know, it's, it's just it's just never ending when you're young, right? Um, and even for a lot of older guys as well, right? So it's completely, completely okay. Um, so that's my... I guess, 40-minute answer, somehow. Not sure how we ended up going that far. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, we did have a lot of cool questions here. Um, this is a pretty good one. How to love without getting attached? See, it's something about the question itself that I don't think is is coming from, or it's not phrased in the way that it should be phrased. Because the thing is, when you say how to love without getting attached, you're implying that getting attached is is just part of it, but it it's. It's your mind creating this illusion that love is the same as attachment, right? But it's also implying that getting attached is bad, right? Like you're having two assumptions baked into this question, two assumptions that are not um, the most holistic way of thinking about it. Right, so 
first of all, I would go, okay, how how do you just connect some, to someone without being attached, without getting attached to them, right? Well, let's let's see, let's think about it the way that you communicate to a friend, right? How do you not get super attached to a friend? Well, that's a lot easier, right? Because it's not not that sexual attraction and and all this kind of stuff. So your mind doesn't start spinning around them and needing them to only like you, right? That's the difference. So the way that you do it is you just love someone, but with mindfulness, and you just watch your mind. It's like the second that your mind starts going fucking crazy. You just watch. You'll, it's not like, oh, just watch your mind and then when it starts doing something, you stop it. No, 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 no. Literally. Like, you just watch it and until your ego gets a little bit shy, it's like, come on, man, it's not fun when you're watching me, right? And it stops. It's just awareness is really the solution. You love someone and then when your mind starts getting... Uh, this kind of clinginess to it, you just watch that, right? But you have to do it from the start. Like, if you've already gone so far that now you're super in love, this might not be enough, right? You might need to, like, literally sit down and really force yourself not to think about the person, not even speak to the person until you get, get that out of the system, right? But in order not to get to that place, just relax, watch your mind, and allow it to do the silly things that it does, right? Which is also, you know, how to be less needy, right? And it's kind of like how to be good for, this is actually really answering to most of Adnan's questions here, right? Um... Uh, favorite forms of meditation well really right now I don't meditate that it's, I'm not really doing like like that but I would say self-inquiry and meta-meditation those are my two favorite forms, right? And then uh, Tumo or whatever sort of intense breathing practices that you're familiar with. That's what I would say. Um, okay, here's a good question. Why path of most resistance instead of path of least resistance? Um, I actually never said instead a path of least resistance. I actually think you should practice both. It's just that practicing the path of least resistance is something you don't really have to teach people. People naturally try to find the path of least resistance. Um, yeah, actually, I'm not going to go into this right now. I don't really feel like going too deep, too deep into that question. Path of most resistance of talking about it so much and all the benefits of it um i'll talk about this more another time i'm just not feeling it right now um Okay, here we go. Okay, so I I wrote uh, about you are the presence in the background, right? Which is this non-duality stuff. 
And then Danny asked, sometimes I've felt as Pierre says, no, you haven't felt this. <laughs> you completely misunderstanding, which is normal because it's your mind trying to understand something that the mind can't understand. But anyway, so Danny says, sometimes I've felt as Pierre says, but, but sometimes I experience something that feels like dreaming. I just do stuff without thinking much and flow along. It gets quite scary sometimes because I feel in my head, what if I do something I should not have done? Have you guys experienced something similar? Um, this seems to me more like you're just not mindful at all and you're just going along doing shit uh, and you're not mindful of what you're doing. You're probably thinking about other stuff, right? Rather than being in a... Because you, rather than being in a state of pure consciousness, existence, and bliss, right? Um, so this is just not being mindful, and uh, but but also I would need a little bit more context uh, to to what you're saying here, because um, it's very out of context. Usually, guys, like a lot of you are, are asking questions in such vague terms that it's a little bit hard to 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 explain so try to make it a practice to give me as much context as i can right as you can right um but when it comes to going along and and doing things be mindful right it all fucking comes back to that all the damn time Right. Um, yeah, we have quite a lot more to go through, but I don't think I have that much energy today. So we are going to call this a day, and I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I will speak to you guys soon again. Bye.